Hey guys, before we get started, I have two five-star reviews on iTunes to read you. This one from Mike DT. Uh, five stars, very funny. Podcast is part life slash career update, part impromptu stand-up. He's basically riffing on the week's adventures and news, but it's still very funny. Thank you, Mike. And then the other one is from someone I went to middle school with and high school with, Anthony Trebin. Zoltan was our aide for sixth grade PE when I was in the eighth grade. Uh... Six period PE when I was in the eighth grade. He was always letting me and my friends leave early to get to the bus because he thought we could beat him up. Something we would never do. Well, that's not the impression you gave me. Anyway, uh, I'm glad I get to follow his antics on his podcast, and it's always amazing following his development as a comedian these past however many years. Five stars. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, if you want to leave a five star review and a comment, you can do it on uh, the podcast app. I know this is available everywhere, but that's the only place I'm reading reviews. Other than that, I'm back on tour. I just finished the Midwest. We're going to talk about it. Uh, And then upcoming shows, I'm going to be in Memphis this Tuesday, August 24th at Black Lodge. Very cool venue that rents uh, videos. It's like uh, a hipster blockbuster is what this place is. I'm going to be there this coming Tuesday. And then I'm doing a tour of Texas with my great buddy, Dustin Nickerson, uh, who actually, he has a special up on YouTube, um, over, Underwhelmed, and uh, it's doing great, go watch it if you haven't already, uh, but we are going to be hitting up San Antonio, um, Houston, Dallas, and Austin, that will be the weekend of September 2nd through the 5th, and uh, then I have a weekend in Las Vegas at a brand new comedy club, Wise Guys Comedy Club, that is opening in the Arts District of Las Vegas, September 9th through the 11th. Come celebrate the 20th anniversary of 9-11 with me in Las Vegas, which I think is the exact middle finger that we should be sending to the terrorists. Look, you didn't stop us. Look at us. We're in Vegas, and we're laughing at jokes. Freedom of speech and comedy, and drinks, and gambling, everything they hate. So I think it's the best way to celebrate 9-11 in Vegas at Wise Guys Comedy Club. Other than that, I have some more dates coming up. I'm a little scared to book these tours that I'm setting up myself because of the Delta variant, but I guess more on that later. Uh, More on everything later. I got great news, I got good news, I got funny stories, and everything in between. How about we uh, get to it? Let's uh, let's hit that music, huh? Huh? Ah. This week in Zoltan. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome to this week in Zoltan. This is episode two three twenty six. I know the numbers. It's been a minute. Uh, I do these when I want because I get to call my own shots. The magic of being self-employed. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing wonderful. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon in San Diego, California. It's overcast and it won't rain because they they know there's a drought. I feel like the clouds know there's a drought and they're just teasing us. They're teasing us like strippers at a titty bar. Just like, ooh, look at these. Look at these fancy things. And but they won't give us the juice. They won't give us the rain. They won't fill up our reservoirs and our rivers and our lakes. Uh, so, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm going to start off with some great news. I got engaged. That is my number one news. I I underlined it on my notes. 
Uh, I got engaged uh, to the lovely Emma. Some of you guys already know about her. If you don't, I'm telling you right now. Uh, we've been uh, we've been seeing each other for uh, a little while now, uh, a couple of years, and uh, we made it official. I put a ring on it, and we're really excited. We're setting up our uh, you know our ceremonies and our good times. And one of the things I actually talked about last night on stage. Uh, we're in the process of booking a photographer, you know, for cute engagement photos, and we're looking at all these different photographers. And the uh, the best part, I, I I challenge you to play this game. Go find engagement photos. It can be anybody's, okay? And zoom in on the girl's face, and then zoom out, and then zoom in on the dude's face, and notice the hilarious difference. On one person's face, you'll see endless glee and joy and emotion and attitude and just bliss. And on the other person's face, you can almost tell how long the photo shoot's been happening. And uh, Emma and I were doing that on Instagram as we were looking at different photographers. And I'm like, zoom in on this girl's face. She's having the time of her life. This is, this is, like, she's acting like she just won a Lifetime Achievement Award. Now zoom in on this guy's face. He, you can see the timer in his head where he's like, all right, we paid for 60 minutes with this photographer. I think we're at like 35 minutes, 25 minutes to go. Suck it up. It's like a beautiful smile and a forced smile or a serious face and a forced serious face. You can just, it's beautiful to see the difference. But, um, but hey, that's part of it. All right. Men don't like their pictures taken. I think that's just naturally what it is. There's a very small percentage of men. They like their pictures taken, and if we do get our pictures taken, it's hard to do anything but look directly into the camera and smile. That's why most of the photos you see me in, I have a big, dumb, cheesy smile and a thumbs up, because I don't know what to do with my hands, I don't know what to do with my face, so I make extreme movements. Big smile, look at these teeth, look at these gums, even the bottom row, it's not straight, and then look at my thumbs! I'm having a thumbs up because I'm very uncomfortable in this photograph. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff set up. Uh, we picked out a ring together. That's also important, I think. Uh, if you're a fella out there about to pop the big question to the lady of your life, um, I know it's like a mixture. Like You want it to be a surprise, but you're really taking a gamble on an expensive piece. You don't want to get it wrong. I'm assuming most women out there like a specific ring. They like a specific kind, a type, a shape. Did you know there's a bunch of different shapes? Did you, did you know there's a bunch of different kinds? Every time you go to a jeweler, they pull out a chart and they're like, I'm going to make you an expert on diamonds. And you're like, whoa, I'm just here to buy one. And they're like, no, you're going to learn everything. And there's so many different kinds, you're going to guess wrong. Okay? Unless she looks you right in the eyes and goes, this is exactly what I want, I guarantee you, you're going to guess wrong. Because the ring we ended up landing on, I told her, I'm like, you love this ring? She's like, I love this ring. I'm like, great, let's get this ring. And I was like, just so you know, there's no way in hell I would have picked that ring. Because I wouldn't have known. I would have, I would have like, asked the jeweler for an idea and then they would have asked me a question that I wouldn't have had answers to. Like, what kind of jewelry is she into? And I'm like, I don't, she, she, like understated, you know, kind of thin. 
So I'd have that part right, but as far as the rock goes, I don't know. We ended up going with an oval shape. It looks like a football. It looks beautiful. I wouldn't. I didn't. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. And that's why you gotta ask. Cause did you know they have a twenty percent restocking fee? Do you know what twenty percent of a lot of money is? It's a lot more money than you'd imagine it being. They have a restocking fee. Stop with the surprises. You're, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Once you go, hey. How do you feel about getting married? And then, and then you're like, let's shop for a ring. I think that's the proper way to do it. It's 2021. What are you gonna do? You're gonna, you're gonna put that ring in a cookie and bake it, and then so she digs it out of there, or maybe chips a tooth trying to eat the cookie, and you're like, no, 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 dig in the cookie, dig in the cookie, and she's gonna be like, why? I don't know. Just do it. Just dig in the cookie, and then she's gonna find it, and then she's gonna put it on. She's gonna burn her finger because that cookie was hot, and metal retains heat. You could have heard her. Or you can talk to her like an adult, since you're moving into an adult relationship, and go, hey, what kind of ring do you like? What kind of ring are you into? And then you go together, and you find the perfect ring. Way more mature. Way more beautiful, by the way. And no restocking fee. I think these are... I didn't know that I was going to get into a teaching moment there, but I think we just had a teaching moment. Uh, so we get engaged, and it's nice. We're going to be traveling a lot to get together. She's going to be coming to uh, to Memphis with me, which is uh, which we're pretty pumped about, man. I'm excited to go to Memphis. Uh, I'm going to be there this Tuesday, August 24th. I'm actually doing a college show the night before in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Uh, that's only for the students. So if you want to come see me live, come to the Black Lodge Tuesday, August 24th. Uh, tickets available. I think we're halfway sold out. Uh, so get them sooner than later. But I'm excited to go to Memphis. I've always wanted to go to Memphis. Memphis has a rich history. Of course, Elvis Presley. I think it's also the home to the Dirty Blues, which I love. You know, Nashville has country music, but Memphis has the blues. I love me some blues. And, uh, and because I'm a nerdy pro wrestling fan, it is the home of Jerry the King Lawler. And I wanna, I wanna go to his barbecue joint and bar on Beale Street. Uh, I looked it up. It doesn't have the best reviews. Jerry Lawler's, uh, Jerry Lawler. I've read a lot of uh, biographies, like wrestling biographies, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts and interviews. He wasn't known to be like a person who threw money around. He might be described as frugal. Uh, he was in charge of payoffs for the territory there for a while, and uh, not a lot of people said that they were rich when Jerry Lawler was making payments. I remember, I think I listened to an interview with the late, great Bobby the Brain Heenan, and he was pretty blunt. And he was, they asked him, what did he think of the Memphis territory? And he goes, you can't make any money there. There's no money there. And I think he was directly talking, to, talking about Jerry Lawler. And uh, apparently... He treats his restaurant with the same business model because a lot of the reviews on Yelp, it's pretty dusty, it's pretty dirty, food came out cold, uh, it was burnt, but I'm still going to go. I'm going to drag uh, Emma to it. I think she's going to hate it, but we're not going to eat. We'll get food somewhere else. We'll just have a beer, enjoy the memorabilia and crap on the wall. I'm going to take a lot of selfies with pictures of the king. Maybe the king will be there. If anyone knows Jerry the King Lawler, let him know I'll be there on Monday or, or Tuesday or Sunday night. We don't know. we got three days in Memphis. We're going to party it up. 
Uh, we're also going to Graceland, of course. I want to see where Elvis lived. I want to see the toilet he died on. Uh, maybe they have some of his bedazzled jumpsuit. Yeah, jumpsuits, you know, he squeezed his big ass into. I want to see that. Um, other than that, I really don't know anything else about Memphis. So if you have any recommendations on places to go, places to eat, coffee shops to check out, breakfast places, lunch places, dinner places, points of interest, uh, go see the abandoned pyramid arena thing that's now a Bass Pro Shop, I think. I'm totally into that. Uh, so send me some recommendations. All my social media is at Zoltan Comedy. Uh, so go do that. Other than that, um, I don't know. I just got done with the tour. We just came back. I did uh, Indianapolis, uh, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Minneapolis. And that tour couldn't have gone better. I, it was incredible. Thank you to everybody that came out. This has been something I've been trying to push my career towards. Instead of working at comedy clubs and spending a whole weekend in one city, I'm still going to work comedy clubs, but I want to push more towards these independent venues. Like Indianapolis, we did a, a small community theater. In Milwaukee, we did a rock and roll club called Shank Hall, which is not as dangerous as it sounds. It's actually a really nice, cool, classy venue with uh, great staff. And uh, in Chicago, we did a comedy club, but it was an independent comedy club. And then Minneapolis, we did another music venue, uh, the Underground uh, Music Cafe. All these places treated us well. I sell my t tickets directly to, to the fans, the people that want to come see me, cutting out the middleman. And I end up making a lot more money this way than I would if I worked the local comedy club. Um, and it's great. It takes a lot more work. There's a lot more... Uh, promoting that goes on searching for venues but the payoff is so great it's you end up with a crowd that specifically wants to see you you end up keeping to keep most of the money you know after expenses uh it is tiring though it is like i got a taste of what it's like to be a band where every night you're in a different venue and every night you're stressing about these things that you wouldn't otherwise stress about. How are ticket sales? How the, is this good? What time should we show up? Oh my God, there's traffic. I thought you said Chicago would be a 90-minute drive. Why is it four hours? Stuff like that. And I don't know. Couldn't have gone better. Uh, what I learned on this trip, because I've pretty much been to all of these cities before. Except for Milwaukee. And that's what I learned. Milwaukee is fun. All right? Put Milwaukee on your list. If you're visiting Chicago or if you're somewhere in Wisconsin, go down to Milwaukee. They got the big city feel, small town atmosphere, no pretentiousness. Yeah, it's a little whatever. There's no kings and queens in Memphis. There's no Elon Musks. There's no Paris Hiltons. There's no Kim Kardashians. It's regular people. Everyone looks like an extra in a, a taping of Roseanne. They're fun. As soon as I, the crowd in Milwaukee was fire, we walked in, they were already drunk. People were by, like uh, pushing PBRs on me, which I didn't even know, but that's a Milwaukee thing. So we're drinking uh, cheap beer, and they were a great audience. They loved us. We had uh, uh, one of the audience members, Amy Yor, brought us cheesecake bites. Uh, one of the other audience members had a, had a daughter who uh, is 13 years old, and she was a big fan of me, so I FaceTimed her, and I thought the video froze, but she was just weirded out that 
Her dad made me FaceTime her. <laughs> so we had fun. Milwaukee was a blast. The downtown area, they have a river walk. It's very nice. They got a statue of the Fonz, for God's sakes. Uh, Milwaukee's great. And that's not taken away from any of the other cities. Minneapolis was awesome. I'd been to it before. But Milwaukee was my first time there. And blown away. Go visit Milwaukee, you dummies. It's worth it. If you're in Chicago, it's not that far up. It's like a small Chicago, which that crowd got offended by, which at the time I didn't realize why that's offensive. But afterwards, I reflected, and I get it. That'd be like if people came down to San Diego, and they're like, oh, you guys are like a small Los Angeles. I would growl. I would growl at that. So we had a wonderful time. Um, other than that, uh, like I said, I'm, I want to set up more of these tours, but I'm nervous because the COVID Delta numbers are are going up. Like there's more. I have a, It feels like it's going to get shut down again. And I was actually scared that the tour I just did might get shut down. And thankfully it didn't. Everything went well. People were cool. Some people wore masks. Some people didn't. Great. Get vaccinated. Or don't. But do, some, do, do something. We got 70% of the population vaccinated. That's pretty good. We got 70%. 30% isn't vaccinated. Uh, this I got vaccinated because I listened to some nerds. All right, I, I'm not a smart person. I went. To, I'm average intelligence. Uh, high school GPA 2.75, no college. And these nerds that went to college a lot more than I went to even regular school were like, "Hey, you should get the vaccine. It would protect you." So I'm like, "I'm gonna get the vaccine." And then we have the 30% of people that aren't, and they're like, "Yeah, I heard the nerds say that, but I also listened to a jujitsu podcast." That said that would be, I should reconsider so that it's whoever you're taking your information from, you know? Are you going with the nerds or are you going with the jujitsu people? Which is, I get it. It's fine. But if you are part of the 30%, can you start licking handrails or something? Just get the, you know? Like, wherever this pandemic's going to go, can we get there quicker? Because I'm trying to decide whether or not I should book this fall and winter tour or if I should just sit back and wait for it to play out. I want to go tour. I want to go get out there and get to the people. I want to get back to regular life. And uh, I just don't know how much of my money I should gamble on there not being another lockdown. And I don't know. I don't know where to go with it. I don't know. Uh, they're also talking about having vaccine passports. I don't know if that's a rumor or if that's actually gonna happen and i'm also one of those people i know there's a lot of people making videos going oh it's vaccine passports are somehow bad or something i don't know i think if people are coming into this country i should we should know that they're vaccinated or if we're taking our asses to some country where they don't even have a lot of the vaccine uh they should probably know that we got the vaccine but also i was thinking about it the 30 percent of americans that aren't vaccinated, if we want to stereotype them based on their Facebook posts and their profile pics and their Instagram pics and their tweets, where are they flying to that you you don't need a passport to go to Orlando, I guess is my point. Like the people that are against the vaccine passports, where do you go? Are you the person that's going to Paris to go to the Louvre Museum? To go to see where Monet lived in a shack and painted a, 
a flower garden? Is that where you're going? You can still go to Tampa. Florida is still... You don't need a passport to go to Florida. You can still travel. I got the, the 30% of people that are against the vaccine passports, I think they're only scared of cruise ships. They're like, oh, no, we can't go on a cruise. Don't go on a cruise. Don't. You're better than... Do you go... Cruise, like really, that's how you see the world on a floating mall with 24-hour buffets? I mean, what a way to see the world without accidentally experiencing someone else's culture. Yeah, I know. Really, you think the Caribbean is all steel drums and people wanting to braid your hair and sell you water? Do you ever think what they think of us? There's these tubs of crap coming off these cruise ships eating a turkey leg. You're going, what are you selling, shells? I... Don't worry about the passport vaccine. You don't go anywhere. The people that fly places aren't that... They already have the vaccine to begin with. So I don't see what the problem is. You can still go to the Redneck Riviera. New Orleans. The Gulf. Mississippi. All that. Wide open. You don't need a passport. To go to Tallahassee. Go to the the NASCAR. How do you do's? And I know I'm generalizing. But I think I'm not that far off as far as the people and places that I grouped them in. I travel enough. I'm pretty vigilant. I look. I look. I counted goatees. I count goatees and visors and the big sunglasses that wrap around. And then when you take them off, you put them over your hat. I, I generalize. It's usually not right. They say don't judge a book by its cover, but it works sometimes. Anyway, so I'm nervous because I want to set up more of these tours. I want to go through, uh, I, w- I want to do California. California is very strict on it. Uh, I do have a show set up in Bakersfield for October 9th, and I'd love to do a whole tour of California with Sacramento, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, Orange County, Riverside, maybe even further north in California, maybe going up to like Redding or uh, Eureka or, you know, those places. Those places, those places that have people that I think I just uh, maybe slighted in my vaccine passport rant, but it's already happened. Uh, But yeah, I want to set up more of these tours. I want to see the the entire country. And not only that, I want to go up to Canada and eventually the UK and, uh, you know, the rest of the world. I want to see all these things. Um, What else did I have down? Oh, stadium fights are back. <laughs> I just had stadium fights underlined. I've been talking about that on stage too. I love them. I don't know if you're watching. I don't know if you're on Twitter uh, or Facebook, but if you're on social media, you know that there are fights at stadiums and they tend to happen more at football games and they are wonderful. They are wonderful. Most of these stadium fights are just chubby dudes trying to cover their guts while trying to pummel someone in the head before they get winded. And they're wonderful. Like, dude, if, I, if I've learned anything about stadium fights, it's a couple things. One, it's not the time to be self-conscious of your gut, okay? Now's not the time. You're in a fight for your life. Two, uh, if you're going to get into a stadium fight, make sure you're on the upper row, you know? Like, if, you gotta, if you're in the lower row and you got a problem with someone behind you, uh, you want to squash that. You want to let that go. You want to offer to buy that guy a beer. And be like, hey, are we good? I'm so sorry. I didn't know you liked the other team. I like this other team, but that doesn't mean we can't be friends. Let me get you a beer. 18 bucks, 
and you don't get pummeled by someone who has leverage on you. Uh, but if you're on top, you don't have to take shit off anybody. You punch that person right in the face because you have the leverage. And then two, don't adjust your shirt. This isn't the time to be self-conscious like I was saying. Uh, your gut hanging out, uh, this wasn't the big reveal that you were out of shape. We could tell from before, all right? You're wearing a jersey of a player, and the size you're wearing is bigger than the size the player wears. So we knew you were a big boy from before we saw your little undergut come out of your little Cowboys jersey. Uh, so don't, what are you doing getting into a fight in the stadium anyway? What are you doing? Those tickets were expensive. The beer was astronomically expensive. The food was expensive. You want to see the game, and you're going to go fight some guy because he's wearing a different jersey? What's wrong with you? Let it go. I know he started it. I know he started it. Let it go. What are you doing? Call an usher. Call one of those guys in the yellow coats. I know they don't look like they can fight either, but there's more of them. They, they can round a few up, then they can hogtie somebody or tape them to a chair like they did on a Frontier flight. I think that's all we've learned. If you're going to get into a stadium fight, have the upper leverage. And if your belly shows, your belly shows. You're in a fight for your life, let it happen. Also, if you are out there flying, don't fly on Frontier. Have we learned that enough? Because all the people that aren't going to wear a mask and have your flight halted or get duct taped to a seat... Uh, it's going to happen on one or two airlines. Uh, Frontier or Spirit, maybe Southwest. Southwest Southwest isn't even that cheap. But for some reason, I think the open seating concept has just... Like, they've marketed towards low-class people for so long that they just categorize Southwest with Frontier and Spirit, even though their tickets cost way more. Uh, stay away from those three airlines and, uh, and don't get into a fight at the stadium unless you got the leverage. I think, I think that's what we're learning here. Um, what else did I write down? Ooh, a lot of celebrities aren't bathing. It's been a while since I've done an episode. And this was one that got me, for some reason, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, uh, came out and they, they told the world that they don't bathe their kids. As much as, I don't know, I guess you'd think. They don't bathe them until they're visibly dirty. Um, which, I don't have any kids, but I would assume that if it wasn't visibly dirty, maybe uh, uh, audibly smelly. I don't even know, audibly is not the right word. Orally, orally, sensibly. When you can smell their stinky ass, they should have put that caveat in there. We don't wash our kids unless they're visibly dirty, or I can smell their stinky ass. Uh, take more, you know, I don't know what to, why would they, don't, that's something you keep in the house. You know, if you have a member of your family that doesn't bathe, or if nobody in your family bathes, that stays within the doors of your household. We did weird stuff at my house, but we didn't let it out. We, we, we used to clip our toenails at the coffee table in front of the big TV. We didn't let that out outside of the front. That was for us. That was for us in our household. We let the parakeets fly around, and they would crap on everything, and then we'd pick up the turds. We didn't do that when we had company. That was for separate times. So if you're not going to bathe, that's for you. That's for you. 
You know what else is for you? Your self-gratitude list. If you're one of those people that has a therapist and they said, hey, you should write down every day what you're grateful for, so uh, it keeps things in perspective, I think that's a very healthy thing to do. That is just like not bathing. That is for you and your household. That is not supposed to go on a podcast or on social media because uh, uh, it, it starts delving into the world of narcissism. Do you understand that? Like you're seeing a therapist because you're trying to better yourself and strengthen your, your well-being, which is excellent. And your therapist is like, you should write down what you're grateful for every day. But in no uncertain terms should you be posting it to the world because now you're probably going to end up worse than whatever you went in to see that therapist about in the first place. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't have an end to that other than what are you doing? Someone needs to grab you by the shoulders and shake you a little bit and you and go, do you realize you're probably depressed because you're this self-involved? Do you realize like there's that that might be why you're so depressed? Do you notice people that work many hours a day, a strenuous job, don't seem to be dealing with depression nearly as much? Probably because they're not always looking at their own reflection in their phone as they talk about themselves. Yes, I'm talking about me at this point. Calm down a little bit with your gratitude list. It's very good to be grateful. It's very good to have therapy and to talk to yourself. Not a great thing to then take that information and go, thank God, now I have content to put on Instagram. Not the time. Not the time. Why would you take things you're learning on therapy, which is to better yourself, which is a healthy place, and put it on the most toxic thing on the planet, which is known as social media. What is the matter with you? Shake them by the shoulders, I tell you. Oh, the sun just came out. I think that was God letting me know I just made an amazing point. Uh, might be a very arrogant statement, but the sun came out as I made that re revelation. Uh, that also might have nothing to do with anything, and the sun's shining because some clouds moved over. Because uh, they were circular or nimbus clouds and there was enough wind to move. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, the Taliban is back. I think that was another thing I had written back. I didn't, I mean, I guess I knew the Taliban was around, you know. Uh, we'd been fighting them for 20 years. And now the Taliban is back. Uh, welcome back. Tal I don't know what you're, what are you supposed to say to the Taliban? I get, Welcome, welcome back to Afghanistan. It was wild, dude. There's people running at the airport. The president left. The president of of Afghanistan took a lot of heat because he left the day before they took over Kabul. And uh, to the people that are mad at the president of Afghanistan, I don't know if you realize this, but I found this out recently. The last time the Taliban took over, they hung that the president then from a light post. So I would do that, you know, if like the Taliban took over San Diego and I had news that the last time they took over San Diego, they hung a comedian from a light post. I wouldn't be in San Diego. You know, I'd be gone pretty quick. I wouldn't tell a lot of people because I don't want them to find out and then hang me sooner. I'd leave immediately. So the president left and then the Taliban just kind of marched and took over. They're, they're doing all the, the PR stuff. Right? There's like, we're still going to let women have rights. Said the spokesman of the Taliban. The Taliban has a spokesperson? How about that? How about that? The, the Taliban has a... There's someone on LinkedIn right now. 
and their bio says uh, spokesman for the Taliban under their list, you know? Oh, I got a bachelor's degree in communication. I studied at How Do You Do? I enjoy, uh, I enjoy crochet and macrame. And I'm also the spokesperson for the Taliban. <laughs> How do you get that job? How do you get that job? Are you the least radically sounding? How do you get that job? I'm guessing you have to be bilingual, right? You got to speak a little English. And then uh, you got to come off the least aggressive. You know, a little less hate in your eyes, a little less uh, hellfire and brimstone coming through the old peepers in the front of your face, and then like you're the spokesperson. Congratulations. What's a press conference with the Taliban like? Like we saw what a press conference with Trump was like for four years, pretty contentious. What's it like with the Taliban? Like. How do they field questions? Are they getting softball questions? Are they getting hard? <laughs> like, it's wild. Uh, my heart goes out to the people of Afghanistan. I hope the people that are trying to leave get to leave. And I hope the people that are stuck uh, find a way to get the Taliban to go away. I don't, I don't know. We're very lucky. It's one of those, like, that's in case we needed a reminder of how lucky we are. Think of those places. You know, remember that there's millions of people that live in Afghanistan, millions of people that live in North Korea, millions of people that live in Hong Kong fighting for freedom from the China, uh, from the Chinese. And uh, we're very lucky. A lot of people in Africa, their stuff's going on there. And what do we have? We just, all we have to do is remember not to post our gratitude list on Instagram. We got it pretty good. We got it pretty good. I don't think those people have the opportunity to go go to a therapist. I think they just got to deal with the nonsense in their world on a case-by-case situation, and they're working hard to survive and be happy, and the rest of us have nothing going wrong, so we got to... <laughs> We got to have a therapist tell us, hey, write out what you're grateful for because I feel like you're losing perspective. But also, don't don't post that on Instagram. That's not. That's for you. That's for you and your stinky, unbathed ass. I think it's a good place to end this week's show. Uh, thanks so much for listening, downloading, streaming, whatever you do. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. And uh, you can also join my page if you'd like to support me monetarily. We have three levels, a buck ninety nine, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. For the four ninety nine level, you get to watch full episodes of the podcast with video, uh, which, you know, with my dumb face, it makes everything all the better. Um, other than that, come see me live, Memphis, this Tuesday, August 24th. And then I'm doing a tour of Texas with my buddy Dustin, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, Austin, and then Las Vegas, we're celebrating the opening of a Wise Guys Comedy Club. Uh, it's a club that's not in a casino, which is nice, in the Arts District of Las Vegas, September 9th through the 11th. Let's celebrate the 20th anniversary of 9-11 with some freedom of speech and comedy and drinks and gambling and, you know, Vegas stuff. Ciao, everybody. Thanks again for listening for you people on the audio. Uh, Much love to you, and I guess I'm saying bye again to you. Bye. (laughs)